I am going to start this episode out in prayer. It's been a while since I have done that in recording, although I feel like I'm always kind of in conversation with God um, in my mind. As I sit here, Father, it has been a while since I have done a podcast, Um, but I'm feeling like I'm supposed to do another one, so I just surrender to you, for you know what is needed. Such a vast world, but to you it fits very securely in your hands. Not only the people, but all that have been made in it, all the living creatures in it, they all are in your care. And so um, as I sit here as one person in a vast sea of everything, I ask you to use me as you would see to use me. And I pray for whoever would listen to this, whenever they would listen, whether it's five seconds from now or five decades from now, if that is your plan, that it will be of service because your will and your word is eternal. So I just look to you um, as you pour your love out on all of us, each day and each moment all over, whether you are known or unknown by them, your love is constantly pouring out. Um, So we're just excited to hear what you have to say and what you have planned. And I come to you in the name of Jesus, our Savior. Amen. Welcome to the next installment of our Opting Out podcast. Kenishier here. So glad that you have decided to join us today, whatever day this is for you. As you can see, we have the beautiful, subtle sounds of children playing as our background noise, as well as a couple of furry babies here playing with their toys as a part of the backdrop. So please enjoy (laughs) as I sit here and just have a conversation with you. Get your cup of coffee or your water or whatever your beverage of choice is and just get comfortable, whether you're in the car or sitting at home or wherever you find yourself. I am so glad that you are here with me today. My prayer is, is that you will find whatever it is that you are needing at this moment when you are listening. We all need something at each moment, although we might not know what it is. Um, My prayer is is that uh, you've taken your valuable time to spend it here with me, that you will come away with something um, valuable, whether you listen to this all at once or you come back to it. um, God's timing is perfect. So uh, again, welcome, welcome, welcome. Um, and Happy New Year. I believe this is my first installment of 2021. Uh, and I am so glad that I am able to, to be here in a new year and to see what it has to offer. I sat here today and kind of tend to jump around whenever I'm doing various things um, and multitask. But I'm, I'm sitting here and thinking about... <laughs> thinking about... Um, you know, doing what, what we would love to do. You know, uh, life tends to have lots of twists and turns, very similar to a roller coaster. And um, oftentimes when, we, when we're little, you know, it's always that, that question, what do you want to be when you grow up? And the interesting thing is, is, I feel like that question doesn't go away even, you know, when you do grow up, because I think we still, we don't may not use that same question, but we do tend to ask, you know, what do we want to do um, with the rest of our lives, what do we want to do? You know, in, in school, we, we think about what we want to do for job, 
or how we want to see our life going, what kind of education we might want to get, or business we want to start, or just what we want to do, who we want to serve, what organizations we want to work for or volunteer for. Um, so many different things we think about when we're little, and a lot of people will kind of ask you, you know, when you're young, you know, what do you want to be when you want to grow up? And, and, um, and then, you know, you get to college, and then what is your major? Or if you don't do college, then what do you want to do after you're done with high school? Or, um, you know, what do you see yourself doing in 10 years? So these are questions that we, we often hear. And as life continues to unfold, whether through uh, marriage or um, children or however, you know, life brings big changes into, into your own personal lives, these things kind of alter. And one of the things that I have found um, just kind of entwined in, in our existence these days is the difference between kind of what we're doing, you know, to live or what we're living to do. Um, I think one of the best questions I've heard someone ask or say um, is, you know, the thing that they want to do, and you can post this question as well, but um, starting with, you know, if you could do something for the rest of your life, um, until your life here on this earth is done, what would that be? Um, and really thinking about that, I think some people think they don't have the luxury of doing the thing that they would love to do literally until, you know, they close their eyes for the last time in this world. Oftentimes, um, people feel like they kind of have to grin and bear a job and, and then they, they make a lot of plans for what they would like to do when they are done with that job, whether through retirement or, or um, uh, other situations that they feel like to change in their lives that afford them more possibilities. But I say, if it is at all possible, and I do believe it is, it might be, have to take some creativity and some thinking and maybe some outside um, brainstorming and help from people around you, but you know, what do you love to do? And, and if you could, just, just take out all of the, the reasons why you can't do it and, and spend a moment with me for a minute thinking about if you could, what would you do? What is something that you enjoy so much that you could really see yourself doing it for the rest of your life and you love it so much that you almost feel bad getting paid for it? <laughs> um, these are things that, that you know, just we, we get excited to get up in the morning and do it. We don't mind staying up 24 hours to do it. Um, it's something that just it gives us energy. It, it makes it, us feel like we're constantly on coffee, but not the kind that makes you jittery and, and crazy but just a really good sense of motivation and excitement and joy and endless possibilities with what you're doing. There's no ceiling, there's no barriers um, that you can't get over. It's just it's something that feels like you're free and clear and you are right in your element. Um, there's a, a, a teacher that, who's passed since then who, who says so many great things and I love quoting him. Um, he's been a great Watching him and listening to his teachings have been a great help to me in many ways, but he talks about duck and water and saying, you know, when you're doing something that just makes sense to you, you are like a duck in water. And he says, you know, if you watch a duck outside of water, it looks quite awkward. <laughs> but in the water, I mean, it is fluid. And so um, we all have something, whether we've discovered it or not or realize it, or it's kind of running in the background and we're unaware of it, there is something that we all have the ability to do where it's like nothing, it's like breathing. And we love it, it brings us energy, it does not drain us, and we could literally do it for 24-7 <laughs> if our bodies didn't need to eat and <laughs> sleep. So, um, so as I say this, I'd love for you to take a minute and think, and if you need to pause this or even come back another time and re-listen, 
just kind of give yourself a quiet moment and say, gosh, what is that thing for me? And clear your mind. I often feel like when I do that, I often get a visual or a picture um, of what that thing is or could be. And uh, once you've kind of got that, I'd love to, you know, to, to explore what that, what that looks like. And, you know, try to really refrain from the naysaying, because that's going to try to creep in and say, but all these responsibilities, you don't have time for that, you don't have the luxury of that, or you would never be good at that, or that's not possible. So let me just encourage you to really guard this space where you're trying to think about this. Put some, you know, you need to visualize it, you know, visualize, you know, you putting some, some sort of protection of this space outside so that any of that stuff bounces off and it's not able to come in and really take over this thought experiment that we're doing. And, you know, no, there's no harm in sitting and giving yourself the ability to do a thought experiment. Some people will try to say that it is, or some, even you in your mind might try to say that it is harmful, but it is not harmful to stop and take a moment to think rationally and thoughtfully about your life and not just with this in any circumstance i think anything that tries to rush you without thinking is a red flag um so you know take a moment when you feel comfortable to kind of figure out what that is once you figure out what it is put some space in there to guard it so that you can really take some time to think about that to visualize yourself doing it and what it looks like and could you really see yourself doing it every day day in day out even whenever the struggles come um, that you would still really love doing it. You would actually welcome the challenge because of how much you love doing what you're doing and, and the ability to fight for it and whatever, you know, that looks like. Um, and then, you know, after you've done that, um, as you're looking at it, you know, what are the things that you see that are surrounding you? So at first you're kind of seeing yourself doing it. And then it's like, well, what kind of people are you serving? What communities are you serving? What companies are you serving? What, what organizations are you serving? Um, what countries, if that's the case, are you serving? Um, you know, it's almost like starting with yourself and taking a very slow zoom out to see what are all the other factors involved in you doing what it is that you love to do. And as you are zooming out and seeing what that is, you know, who's there helping you? Um, what, what building are you in? Are you in a building? Are you at home? Are you remote? Um, are you going to people in their locations? Um, are you in various locations that just alter depending on the situation? Like, what, where do you find yourself in? And, um, and is this something that you continue to enjoy while you're doing what you love to do? And, and as you zoom out um, and you look at these things and you're kind of packaging them together, like I said, continue to resist the urge to, to douse it with water and bring the rain clouds, keep them away. Um, and then, you know, kind of take that check-in, like how do you feel about this thought experiment that you're doing, about the picture you've just painted? And, and then if you could, you know, get it on paper. Um, you know, if you're a journaler, write it down. If you're someone who likes to do art, make a, uh, some sort of an, an artist rendition of, of this visual that you're creating. Um, if you're more analytical, um, you know, you can write it in terms of what makes sense to you. Um, and, and really just get it, so it's like taking a snapshot of what you're looking at um, so that you can look at it later, so that you can um, kind of get outside of it and look at it. And then if you feel good about it, you can even start breaking it apart in pieces and looking at these different elements and seeing kind of what, make, what makes them up, what are the components. Um, this particular method, what this does is it allows you to kind of see how possible, essentially your dream job is. How feasible is it? When is it feasible? Um, and keeping all the negatives out because, I mean, it really does seem like we don't need any help <laughs> or it's not difficult to 
to come up with reasons why not to do something. It's more difficult to come up with reasons to do something. Have you ever wondered why that is? I mean, think about it. <laughs> but, um, but as you're doing that, you know, write, write the questions down. And like, and like I was saying, protect the space from the naysaying. Now, it's okay to be practical. Come up with the questions that you need to come up with. Um, but don't assume necessarily that the answer is no or that it won't work. Because um, there is always an answer to every question. It might not be one that you like, but there is always an answer to a question. And, and sometimes it takes time to get that answer or, or research or to, um, to talk to someone else who's, who's done it before. Which brings me to my next point. Is as you've kind of created a snapshot and even looked at components, um, then you can start thinking about, is there anyone you know? or anyone that you can meet or, or connect with that in some way is working in this area, whether they do it fully or partially or did it before. Um, and then connect with those people, you know, offer to, to take them to lunch or, or breakfast or a pastry or coffee or water or tea or, um, or whatever it is they like and, and ask them questions. You'd be surprised how many people enjoy sharing their story, sharing their experience with things. Um, even if you're a stranger. Um, I have called out to a company before and was like, I am interested in what you're doing. I would love to learn more and sit at, essentially sit at your feet and learn. And they were happy to share the benefit of their experience. So, I mean, when you hear that they're not going to care or not want to know, that's a naysaying voice that could potentially keep you from getting a step closer to understanding what it is that you're wanting to do. Um, and it is, it takes, it's going to take some boldness and there's going to be some season up <laughs> feeling um, of nervousness um, in, your, in your heart or in your tummy as you're, you're stepping into to new areas that may be a little uncomfortable at first, but know that um, it gets more comfortable. Uh, anytime you do anything new, it's going to feel a bit uncomfortable and awkward. Uh, just think about the first time you did a dance or you went to the gym and did an exercise or, or added more weight to your exercise regiment or a new exercise you've never done before. It feels very awkward and uncomfortable, but even the second time you do it, it's like there's recognition there and it's a little bit easier and it's actually quite rewarding to see that even in a short period of time, your body's adjusted. So if you look at it that way, um, as you take these steps, you know, just you gotta push through and look at it as a new exercise and realize you gotta give your body a chance to adjust, your mind, all the parts of you to adjust. Plus it's fun. Um, it's kind of like a scavenger hunt on the way to figuring out what is possible with something that you've always wanted to do um, and figuring out what that is and, and looking into it and giving yourself the space to do it. I mean, you know, there's so many video games and gaming and puzzling out there. You know, why not turn this search into something, if that's something that's enjoyable to you, that, that would create that kind of curiosity and excitement and motivation. Except the cool thing is, is you have a real tangible reward that comes with that. Not only at the end of it, you get to see how feasible your dream job is, but along the lines, you've built boldness, you've built some contacts and connections. Um, you've learned a process that you might be able to share with someone else who would like to do it as well. You might be able to write a book about your experience um, or a blog or do a podcast or be on a guest on someone's podcast. It's really amazing. And it's real tangible things that you can contribute to the, to the world. So, um, so that's also another just perk to this process as it is. So, um, you've figured out what it is your dream job could be, and you've, you've taken a snapshot of your thought experiment, you've gone you know, deep dive into some of the components, you've connected in with some people within that community to see what was possible. 
And then at this point, not, not, we're not gonna really allow in the naysaying, but what we will do is look at some of the barriers. Look at some things that you feel like you may potentially get in the way um, of what you're trying to do. And also let me bear, get you to bear in mind, and I've mentioned this in another one of the podcast, one of the extraordinary zones uh, in the past, was to be very careful about who you bring along these journeys with you and to be aware of your audience. There are some people that you will talk to who will be cheerleaders. And cheerleaders are great, but you still gotta keep it in perspective. Um, cheerleaders are gonna help you stay motivated, um, but they're not necessarily going to, to be the ones that, um, well, sometimes they will be, but, um, but if they're just cheering you on, which is needed, um, also keep in mind that, that there's still the hard work and you'll need cheering through that. Um, then there'll be the people who are, they call themselves the practical ones, um, and there are practical ones, but the ones that call themselves the practical ones, but essentially are naysaying, like everything that you're saying that you can do, they're kind of giving you a reason that you can't do it, then um, be wary of that. Um, I think it, it, it can have its place if you do prepare yourself for that conversation and what that looks like. You know, because if you're not ready for that type of conversation, it can definitely um, take some, some energy from you, take some of your, siphon some of your motivation. Um, and that, that is just not a fun place to be. I've been there several times. So um, make sure you are solid with where you are before you um, engage with someone who's going to start asking a bunch of questions that could potentially demotivate what you're trying to do and take away kind of your ability and, and um, desire to, to search and find more. Um, anybody that's going to shame you or make you feel bad, um, be prepared before speaking with those people about this. Um, but that doesn't mean you don't speak to them. Just make sure you're ready. Um, in my opinion, in my experience, um, when I have engaged those that were going to bring some of the more difficult questions, um, I, I got more clear on my vision, like what I wanted to do, got my snapshot, talked to some people who've done it, um, set up the, the barriers for myself of, you know, when I set up the barriers, looked at what my potential barriers were um, and, and got realistic with all of those things. And then I would engage, if I needed to, some of those people for various reasons. There's different reasons you might need to talk to, to people who might naysay. They might be people that are actually in the industry um, or people who are adjacent to the industry that you, you know, might need to talk to because you're trying to get from point A to point B. But um, being ready with your information, with your data, with your metrics, or whatever it is you need when you engage that person with your idea will definitely be, it's like armor, it's like armoring yourself. Um, so that if you need to engage with someone who's gonna ask difficult questions, it won't demotivate you, or at least it will not demotivate you completely. And also no one ever, you know, to put your, your boundary up. So um, let it go so far, and then you can always come back to the conversation another time. Um, so that's just kind of a be wary be aware kind of situation. Um, the, the other thing is, is to, to, to speak with people who are, who are going to motivate you and encourage you um, with very helpful information, whether it's a, a resource or um, something like that. For example, if you are a budding entrepreneur and someone who loves that space, but is really struggling on what to do with it and getting connected into a networking place that kind of fits with, with what you like, with a, a good culture fit, is a great idea. When I say culture, it's, it's, it's more the business term culture, um, where it's uh, the way they do things and, and what their motto and vision and all of that. You know, find a place that aligns with what makes sense to you 
and, and then connect in that community and see how you can each serve each other within that community. And that's just an example of a way to really build up around yourself support um, and potential resources as you are on this very fun journey to figuring out what you want to be when you grow up. So we have our snapshot. We know what we want to do. We've got our vision. We've created a community. We have resources. We've got a network now. Um, we're feeling more confident in the potential of this happening. We looked at what stands in our way and we're taking our our time to, to figure out you know what we plan on doing and now make a plan you know write it out make a PowerPoint draw it out whatever sounds interesting to you um, take all the things this is essentially data gathering that you've done take all the things that you've come together and put them in one location and make it like you so if if you are someone who really loves being on the computer um, then create something using that to, to, to put your vision board essentially and roadmap to success together. Um, if you are someone who loves doing things on paper and writing, write it out like a journal entry um, with some pieces. If you are someone who likes to do a bit of everything, get go do old school style or grade school style and get you some art supplies and, and put together kind of a, a vision board type thing with pictures and cutouts and magazine pages and, and cute little things and arrows and yarn and all of that. Um, to really build your vision and roadmap to success as well. And, and the list goes on. The idea here is that if you feel drained with what you're doing in any of this process, then it's time to rework it and go in a different direction where you feel uh, motivated. It should actually be exciting to you. When it stops feeling exciting, then it's time to stop and kind of see where you're at and see how you want to move forward. Because it usually means you're going down a road that's more draining um, than it is motivating. Um, and, and you can honestly use this tool in any place. Anytime you feel like that feeling like literally something's being siphoned from you, stop if you can, as best you can, take a minute and see kind of what's going on, rework what's going on, and then move forward in a way until you find that feeling of being poured into. Um, there are certain things that you'll do that will drain you, and that's par for the course, and that's with anything but it should not deplete you. And you, so it's good to know when to stop the drain and when to, to put yourself in a situation to be poured into, to, to gain kind of the energy, if you will, and when to rest and when to nourish and when to take, take a minute to pause, break, take a coffee break, take a lunch break, <laughs> take a tea break or water break, you know, to take a break to, to really, or even a spa break. Definitely that's always a good thing to do. Um, in the process of life and when you're trying to figure out what you're gonna do. Because if you spend all your time kind of working towards this goal without leaving space for yourself to recoup, rest, take stock, then it's really easy for something that you love to become something that you don't love. Um, so resting from what you do is so important and, 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 um, and finding something that you enjoy so that you know when you do put something that you love aside for a moment to do something else, and that could be something even fun. So if you love doing X, but you know, to take a rest from it um, for a day to do something else you love, then um, that definitely keeps you going and keeps you strengthened and, and ready to continue doing really well with what you love, as well as possibly gives you new uh, insight to what you can bring to it as well. So um, we have kind of developed a bit of a, a plan and a roadmap to kind of figuring out what, what we want to do when we grow up. And, you know, the reason I, I came up with this, and I've done some, some talks and 
um, stood in front of some people and listened to some, some, um, some thoughts on this. And it just seems that so many, um, especially nowadays, you know, so many people have things that they would love to do and they feel like they have to wait until this or, or they don't have enough of something or too much of something else. Uh, to really move forward with something they love to do, like I said, the naysaying. And so they've essentially kind of boxed themselves um, or locked themselves out of that and, and, you know, go into a different area and feel like that's just kind of where they're stuck and what they want to do is just more, you know, hobby material. But really, in my opinion, and, you know, I'm still kind of, you know, working this out in theory and I'd love to kind of sit down and do this one day, but maybe that'll be another podcast. But, like, really hobbies, like, to me, if it's something that you love to do, is it possible to turn that hobby into what you do? And I feel like nowadays, this day and age, with what technology is doing for the future of work in this world and how things have become a lot more globalized, I just do believe that a lot of hobbies can become a lot more um, uh, used within the, um, the economy for, for, for careers. So um, I'd love to really look more into that in the future. But in the meantime, um, you're probably going to hear people talk about the things that you want to do, possibly either being a hobby, a pipe dream, um, things like that. But this is one of the reasons why I really have kind of developed a passion for this and have been doing kind of a bit of, you know, on-the-side research into this kind of thought process. Is it possible for everyone to do what they love in this world for their lifetime? And, um, and if so, how can we, or I, or whomever, essentially spread the word and the news of how to do that and the network of, of people to support you in that? And, and what would our world look like if every single person in this world was doing what they love and, and had the support for it and was very successful to the point of, like I said, feeling bad almost for getting paid for it? Um, you know, what would that look like? What would the family life look like? What would... Um, our homeless um, and, and unemployment situation look like if people were doing more of what they loved? Um, what, would, what would it look like, um, the relationships between people and, and what we did on our time off and when we were enjoying ourselves? So um, I definitely think there is something to that um, there. So uh, I appreciate you all being here and, and listening to this. and. My prayers is that you, you kind of got some bit of spark. I feel like I, I kind of should be a spark starter. <laughs> um, and my prayer is, is that you would, you would hear this and feel motivated and, and want to do more um, within your life and be able to, to go forward with that. And so I am so thankful that you have joined me today and I encourage you this day to to do something that makes you smile that makes your heart feel lifted up and just to opt out opt out (laughs) and remember every single person and that leaves out nobody and no one that includes you you yes i am talking to you my dear sweet one you are extraordinary extraordinary have a lovely lovely day And we will see you next time.